Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Let's say good morning to Shauna Alameen from, well, the Downtown Beloit Association. She's the executive director. just want to say good morning and thanks for coming in today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you here because the last time I was in Beloit, it wasn't the Beloit I remembered. It's gone through this massive transformation. Some people call it a boom town. I call it very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So tell me a little bit about about Beloit and downtown Beloit and what's going on. Yeah, downtown Beloit has um, seen a resurgence in the last uh, 30 years. We've had an uptick in businesses. We have very few state vacant storefronts. Um, we have over 170 businesses, so there's always something for everybody. Um, nightlife has improved. We have lots of new restaurants, um, lots of cool stuff, hip stuff that you know listeners would, I'm sure, love to visit. I can't tell you how many people say, have you had a burger from Lucy's yet? Oh, you have to go. I'm like, what's Lucy's? And so I actually went and it was amazing. Oh, yes. You know, they're the only place around that has the juicy Lucy stuffed burgers. So uh, they are amazing and they have a burger of the month club. So you could go every month, try a new burger. And in the end, you get a T-shirt. Then you got sushi now as well. There's uh-huh. a sushi place. Yeah, Zen Sushi and Grill. It's amazing. And if you're not a sushi fan, don't worry. They do have chicken, teriyaki, and other things that you may like. So don't let the word sushi scare you if you don't like sushi or your spouse doesn't like sushi or something. Um, you can still go there for a cool date night. As far as like steaks, too, you got the Ironworks, which is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, we actually have two steak places. So uh, the 615 Club is on Broad Street. It's been there for many years. That is an amazing steak place. Um, it's a supper club, so um, they're actually featured in the Wisconsin Supper Club book. So if you have a lot of supper club people, they travel all over to eat at a supper club. It's amazing. Um, And then Maryland Houston Steak Joint is the other one inside Ironworks Hotel. And that is amazing as well. Great for getaways for Valentine's Day or any event coming up, right? You can stay there and everything. Yeah. And if you want, we actually now have two hotels. So we have the Ironworks Hotel and then Kitty Corner from that, we have Hotel Goodwin. So Hotel Goodwin is very uh, romantic hotel. It has uh, glass everything, so glass showers, glass bathrooms, so um, very unique yeah, place. Yeah, don't bring your kids. <laughs> no, do not bring your children. There is actually, I will take that back, there are like two rooms that have suites that don't have all those features right. um, that then have like closets and doorways. Yeah, you don't want to fingerprint <laughs> everything up. Mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> wow, and that's just the beginning of some of the businesses that are down there and the the new roadways and the construction. Uh, every time you go into Beloit, you find something different now. So is there a... Um, plan to keep this rolling? Is this just something that's happening organically? What's what's the cause? Yeah, you know, our main plan at the Downtown Beloit Association is to always have filled storefronts. So if we find out that somebody is leaving, our main goal is to find something cool and unique to go into that place. Um, so recently, um, we had trucked street, street tacos, um, and they just moved in, and they are all about street tacos. So if you like um, you know, when you're traveling, if you've ever had street tacos, they have different ones. They have one that's like made with duck. They have shrimp tacos. Um, they even have like an oriental taco. So it's everything that in between. Um, and it's also a tequila bar. 
Wow. So pretty cool too. Um, but that's our main goal is every time something goes out or is going out, make sure we can find something cool and unique to go in that space and then work with property owners on how to make that space more welcoming and vibrant for somebody new to come in. We are talking to Shauna Elamine, the executive director for the Downtown Beloit Association. So we have the food part covered, the beverages. I noticed that the boundaries of Beloit is expanding, too, a little bit by I-90. you got Generations, which is a new brew house, right? Yeah, it's actually G5. G5. So G5 Brewery. Um, Yeah, it's right out out by the interstate. Really cool space. Um, they have a huge view that's just amazing out there. So if you ever want to have a reception, they have uh, different areas out there. Um, but then they have a ton of different brews that they brew themselves. Um, so it's really cool. And it is a generation. So it's a family business. Mm-hmm. Um, but their last name starts with G. So it's G5. Yeah, beautiful scenery. And 4th of July, you go up there and you can see fireworks from the entire state of Wisconsin and (laughs) Illinois, it seems. And then have a beer and food while you're at it. (laughs) Okay, if we must. (laughs) If you must. Uh, Downtown Beloit Association has the food, the beverages, but also the cultural side of things, too. And you have a lot of different events coming up in that area, too. Yeah, right now we actually have our, um, the first event of the year is our um, wine walk. It's coming up in April. Uh, Tickets are already on sale. They go fast. So if you're interested in that, make sure you go on our website, downtownbeloit.com and get your tickets. Yeah, so you go from business to business and you get sips of wine at each location. Um, So with your ticket, you get a commemorative glass and then you go to each location, get your glass filled um, and then you, in the end, you get about 20 ounces of wine that you will have consumed. So it's quite the experience. (laughs) And then, of course, the, uh, the farmer's market. You were telling me about this. This is incredible. Yeah, our Beloit Farmer's Market has about 100-plus vendors every single Saturday. Um, It's within two blocks of our downtown in a parking lot, so it's quite a big space. Um, And we see upwards of 10,000 people every Saturday, May through October. Is that free to get into? Oh, yes, definitely. If you're a vendor, though, there's a fee? Yes, there is vendor fees, yeah. And we actually have a waiting list of vendors because we um, have our capacity every year, pretty much. Um, So we do have a waiting list, so if you're interested, you can definitely contact us. What time does the farmer's market start? It's always 8 to 1. All right, and it starts in May, you said. Yep, the first Saturday of May. Is that one? No, very first Saturday of May to the very last Saturday of October. Wow, that's a long season for farmers markets. Six months. (laughs) (laughs) And do you find a lot of people driving into Beloit from different areas for that? Yeah, we actually do surveys of uh, where they're coming from, and we get a 60 mile radius from every direction. So we have a lot of Rockford folks that come Mm -hmm. to our farmers market. And, you know, we are unique in that it doesn't have to be. organic but we have a ton of vendors who are organic so it's a really great opportunity to find something for everybody it's come a long way from the prime time and late club days down <laughs> yeah. on grand avenue right long time ago remember yeah, that definitely. Wow. long time and now we have a beloit international film festival can you bring up the speed on some of those things yeah it starts at the end of this month it's a 10-day film festival it is um one of the largest in the region, and they show films from all over the world. So they will have filmmakers from all over the world come in, and they actually sit in on their movie premieres. Um, so people can ask questions and talk to the directors, the writers, the actors, um, all of that. And that starts, like I said, at the end of February and then goes to the very beginning of March. So it's full 10 days. Um, all the venues are downtown Beloit. So 
you can go one day you're in a coffee shop and that's where you're watching your movie. The next day you're in a banquet space and that's where you're watching your movie. So it's really cool and unique venue. That's why you needed the second hotel. <laughs> yes, definitely did. And we've actually got some new, two new hotels on the interstate as well, right on Milwaukee Road coming right. into Beloit um, for that reason, too. Just so much going on, so much corporate travel in the city um, that we really had to have even more hotel rooms. We're talking to uh, Shauna Elamine, the executive director for Downtown Beloit Association. Is that another reason I wanted to ask you the interchange at 43 and I-90? Is that why all that construction is going on to get more people access to Beloit? Yeah, definitely. And the DOT really, uh, there was an obvious horrible interchange there sure before um, people were coming on and going off at the same time at the same points. And um, that was causing a lot of accidents. So the DOT wanted to make that um, into a diamond interchange. So that's what it's going to be eventually when it gets done. It's going to take another year or two um, to get that done. But yeah, it will definitely create better access to go from Milwaukee Road out to 43 towards Milwaukee, or you can exit I-90 better, get mm-hmm. into Beloit better and safer, um, and still come into the downtown. Just a, an incredible transformation in downtown Beloit. If you haven't been there, you need to go and, and take an eyeball and take a look at the incredible improvements that have been happening. It hasn't happened overnight. It's been in process for many multiple years now, correct? Yeah, it's we've been around for over 30 years, our organization. So that's been our number one goal is to re-energize downtown, reinvigorate, and then also um, ad, advertise to bring in new businesses, work with property owners to update their spaces, to make them more... Um, want to move in Um, and then also you know helping the downtown keep its historic integrity is one of our organization's main goals Um, so we work with property owners when they are going to do any improvements like these are the improvements that you could make that would make it stay within the historical integrity of the downtown we want to keep that Um, we don't want to lose that and then we have a promotions committee that puts on all of our events we actually do over 50 days of events um, downtown, so we're working constantly doing events, and we're always coming up with something new and fun and exciting. Which is the wine walks are newer. This is only our third year doing them, um, and that was really like state statutes finally allowed us to do them. So right. we took advantage of that as soon as we could and said, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! It could really help our downtown and really help people um, to visit the downtown while you have some sips of wine too." So how do I find out more about those activities? Do you have a website or a catch-all place everybody can go? Yep. So our website is downtownbeloit.com, and then our Facebook page, Downtown Beloit Association, and then we actually have another Facebook page, which is Beloit Farmers Market. It took on a whole nature all of its own. Um, so we actually have the two Facebook pages and our website. All right. So Downtown Beloit Association on Facebook is a great reference point for a lot of people. Yes. To keep it, you keep the uh, the calendar of events up there and everything else, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you mentioned the survey, and you keep doing these surveys. Yes. What is the, uh, I guess, the goal of that? Are you trying to improve just the events or the construction of downtown or seeing if you're hitting the right goals? What, what's the point of the survey? All of the above. Really finding out, you know, how many people are coming to our events is really important so you know um, how many people you're trying to plan for. Um, and then also asking them, you know, what is it that you would like to see at our market? What is it you would like to see in our downtown as far as businesses? Um, and then we ask pretty much the same questions that I think probably everybody asks, but it's just basic questions on how much money are you planning to spend at the market? How much money are you planning to spend in the downtown today? Just to know like what kind of 
economic impact that makes on our community. Do you go to people when they're in the area of Beloit, or do you have a, a place where they can fill out the survey at their convenience? Yeah, so at our Beloit Farmer's Market, we actually hire some interns, and they do ask questions as people are entering the market, um, ask those series of questions. Um, and then we actually have another uh, geofencing capability that we could do um, that you basically can catch everybody's cell phone information that's in a vicinity of your area. Um, and it's just a way, it doesn't track any personal information. It just tracks um, you know, how many people are in the area at that one moment in time. Um, so that way you can really get a good head count of the numbers. And then it just looks at um, you know, you can do follow-up surveys. We've done them online. We've done them via our Facebook page, just asking various questions about what is it that you want to see next. Um, as soon as we've had like a bigger storefront say that they're going to be vacating, you know, what is it that you would like to really see downtown? And then that's the number one thing that I can go after, you know, when we're um, targeting companies. Right. So yeah. when you're at the farmer's market and someone does come up and asks about a survey, it's mm-hmm. legit. They have identification and all that. Yes. They wear one of our shirts. They have an ID badge. They have a clipboard from us. They have the whole thing. Yeah. All right. So you know it's legit. Right. Which is great. We're talking to Shauna from the well, Downtown Beloit Association, and you have a couple of minutes left. So what's the uh, one thing you would like someone to know who's never been to Beloit, just heard where is Beloit? It's Beloit, Wisconsin. <laughs> Not South Beloit. It's Beloit, Wisconsin. Right. Just over I-90. What would you like to tell them? You know, whether you haven't been there before or you haven't been there in a long time, it's worth taking a look at. We have over 170 businesses, something for everybody. It's a very unique place. But it's also a Main Street community. And a lot of people don't don't know what that is, and some people do. But we're designated by the state of Wisconsin as a Main Street community. So we are legit. We have all of our ducks in a row. We're offering events. We're um, making sure that our businesses are high quality and have something for everybody and are inclusive. Um, so we really are working hard to to make that happen in our community. And some of the most picturesque scenes and parks you will ever see. Uh, it's just Riverside Park is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> yes, it is. And you got the river running through the city, and it's just it's a it's like Rockford, but it's a different version of it. Yeah, and really our river is our backdrop to our downtown as well. So a lot of our businesses have rear entrances. So you can park by the river, walk along the riverfront, and then go in their business. So it's really a great opportunity for scenic pictures as well. You can tell a lot of people put a lot of thought into the downtown development. Definitely. Yeah, we have a lot of great partners, a lot of great property owners downtown, the city of Beloit as a whole, um, that are really wanting to work towards that end goal just like us. Well, congratulations. It is paying off. You can see Thank definite you. improvements. <laughs> Shauna Alamine, the Executive Director for Downtown Beloit Association. Again, Downtown Beloit Association on Facebook, a great reference point for all these activities, the restaurants, the food, Lucy's, the burgers, everything else. You can't you can't beat it. So thank yes. you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I was excited because uh, the development going on in Beloit needed to be told. So thank you so much. Thank you. Back with more in a moment. The National Runaway Safe Line helps keep America's runaway, homeless, and at-risk youth safe and off the streets. We're here to help 24 hours a day, 365 days a year through the 800-RUNAWAY hotline, as well as online services at 1-800-RUNAWAY.org. Good morning. We are excited to have an author with us this morning. The book is called 100 Things to Do in Rockford Before You Die. Tamara Gomond is here, and she is the author of the book, which 
It is exciting reading for anyone who lives in Rockford or loves our city. So good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Thank you for having me. All right. So Tamara, you must uh you live in Rockford? I do live in Rockford. Well then you're an expert. You should be able to write this book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, what motivated you to write a book about one hundred things to do in Rockford. Well, it started just with my interest in writing. I'm kind of a writer wannabe. I'm an architect by trade, but when you are trying to write other things, you end up in a lot of um, workshops and conferences and things. And I learned a few years ago about the 100 Things books. There are other 100 Things books for other sure. markets. And then last year, if you remember, a year ago from last fall, uh, we made a couple of really neat lists. Uh, the Reader's Digest had Rockford on the top 20 places to move to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tribune did a nice story on our Pride showing, talking about all the things going on downtown and transform Rockford and the new hotels. And, and um, at the time I was sort of looking for a new project and I'd remembered hearing about this and my friends and I are really enjoying the sort of Renaissance that the town is going through. And I decided to give that a try and see if I could come up with a hundred things. Well, and I, I love I the did. reading. <laughs> it's big print and there's lots of pictures. Yes. It's written to be very experiential and each chapter is just it's it's just a uh, an experiential outlook of whatever that item is it's only a couple paragraphs it's meant to be fun entertaining it's not meant to be a marketing piece it's not replacing people's websites but it directs you to their websites if you want more information so the first six things i look at right away mm-hmm. brewing mm-hmm. swedish pancakes mm-hmm. Uh, beef What else is there to talk about? Amen. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> okay, we'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> what a great uh, concept to yeah. uh, highlight it, some of our finer points. The food and drink section, the, the, the five sections of the book, food and drink, music and entertainment, sports and recreation, uh, I'm sorry, maybe six, culture and history and shopping and fashion, the publisher, that's, that's their format. Um, but the food and drink was really, really important to me because one of the things I love about Rockford and that people in surrounding areas don't realize is that for the size of the city, we are kind of a foodie destination. We have a lot of uniquely owned, um, really fabulous restaurants. Um, so everything in the food and drink section is unique to Rockford. And I had to sadly bunch some things into lists because i couldn't feature everything i wanted to feature but i wanted to make sure it included foodie restaurants iconic joints brew pubs beefaroo potato shack everything that makes rockford rockford it's so great somebody asked me the other day like well i got some friends coming to town where would i take them and right. i was like well i wish i would have had 100 things there to you go <laughs> <laughs> i mean i had a few of my go. own but yeah, a, yeah. A 100 things would have been great right some of these are seasonal but some of them mm-hmm. are very rockford like um the right. rockford rivets and also mm-hmm. the ice hogs mm-hmm. uh, those are given but we actually have a picture of the ice hogs here so that's mm-hmm. a great Mm-hmm. Tip of the cap to you for that as well. For the sports and recreation, in addition to the sports team, for me it was very, very important to really highlight all of our natural amenities because we really are could be an outdoor activity destination for people that want a weekend getaway or a day trip um, with our forest preserves and rock cut and all our bike trails and our river and all the magnificent things that go along with the Rock River. Uh, there's a lot to do outside. <laughs> the, uh, very cute, too, like hug a tree at Clem yep. Arboretum and mm-hmm. Botanica Garden. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's beautiful out yep. there. Got to do that. Uh, circle the lake. I mean, you've got even Jane the Dinosaur in here. You've yep. got a lot of great things. Yep. 
There's uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, one of the things I enjoyed was uh, there were some things that I researched that were new that I had to go visit and learn about, but things that I had always known, like Jane. I have little kids. We'd been to see Jane years ago. We've raised money for Jane. But going back, researching the book, what you forget as a Rockfordian is that sometimes the stuff that's good is really substantially good. Like Jane, (laughs) I'd forgotten, is considered one of the top 10 dinosaur finds in the last 100 years. She's very significant to the paleontology community. You forget about that. You're right. Yeah. Because it's been a while since you've heard that. Yeah. And really, the you know, Rockford people are really embracing this book, but it's, you know, really nice for people that are two hours away that might use our community as a day trip or weekend, that there is stuff to come here. Sure. So the book came out when? At the end of October. Okay. So have you had anyone reach out from other cities going, that was actually great. Can I come up and see some of that and do some research? I don't know if people have actually visited, but I've had a lot of media attention. Um, The Fox... TV station in Milwaukee had me for their morning show, and they did a very, very lovely video montage of all the stuff to do in Rockford with Jane and Anderson Gardens and all that. So I like to think with a city the size of Milwaukee, that resulted in someone spending a weekend here. Absolutely. (laughs) And I've done a a few talk shows on some Chicago talk stations, and there's a full-page article in the Madison Capital Times on the book. So. It's it's getting noticed regionally. So when you did the festivals, like mm-hmm. Festa Italiana and all the other mm-hmm. festivals that we have, we have so many festivals. Mm-hmm. How could you possibly do all that research? I mean, it had to take a while. You didn't just sit yeah. down and say, yeah. I'm going to come up with 100 things right. on my own. You had to research. Right. Well, I, I started with a list of what I knew, and then I had gaps that I knew I needed to fill in. And so I had to just go out and research, ask people, what do you enjoy? You know, Google things, and then go visit. It was important that I visited and knew what was there and um uh festival wise i tr- i didn't do a ton of festivals i tried to highlight some of the big ones like stroll on state is in here and of course city market that's a summer event and old settlers days um but i tried to make it more with the exception of playing outside you know stuff that is available all the time and not a one-time event you have a lot of great things in here such as um Skydiving off of your bucket list. There you go. Where, where are we skydiving? At? Okay, so <laughs> I have to give the caveat that when I was working on the um, overall list for the book, I debated a lot whether to include how regional, how regional to go versus just Rockford. Right. Um, you know, Roscoe Rockton, that's fair game. That's Rockford area. So I would throw things out and then I would take them back and but two places that are out of town that I included one was the Chicago Skydiving Center um, and I justify it by it's an 815 area code and it's in Rochelle and that anyone I know that's stupid enough to jump out of a plane in Rockford has done it at the Chicago Skydiving Center and they have that great restaurant and bar that you can watch people dropping from the sky (laughs) while you enjoy your beer safe on land so I included uh, that in there. See, I'm a rock 40 and I've done exactly that. There you Sat go. In the bar and watch people jump. <laughs> yep, not me. Yep, yeah. We yep. are talking to author Tamara Gomond about her book, 100 Things to Do in Rockford Before You Die. And there's a picture of a bucket. So these obviously are bucket list items that are it's comprehensive. It's fun. It's quirky. It's Rockford. I mm-hmm. love this book. Well, thank you. It's it's great reading with Thanks. great uh, with a great price. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So where do I get my hand on such a book? Well, it is in store out at our Barnes & Noble. 
Um, Roxy Carmichael was carrying it. I'm not sure what they still have in stock, but it's also on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Which is great. And you're going to be doing some speaking at the uh, library, too, I understand? Yes. Um, coming up, I have the North Suburban Library District, so that would be the Loves Park Branch Library. Right. Uh, you also have a section here about be a cheap trick groupie. Yeah. You have to include cheap tricks. You trick. do. Well, and I was thrilled. I um, kind of grabbed a hold of the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau. They have a cheap trick uh, map online. You can download the PDF that shows places that were significant to cheap trick. They're in their formidable years. And sure. so that's kind of fun. If, if that's what draws you here, great music and, and a little cheap trick fandom there is something out there for you to <laughs> grab onto and go visit places old settlers days i mean it's mm-hmm. very comprehensive but mm-hmm. you got a, a great outlook of things and then as you read it you realize wow i have rockford in my hand here yep. this is a great resource yeah. if you have friends relatives mm-hmm. or maybe you want to say this is the year i actually get to know where i live right because you really highlight a lot of things and and give good information directions mm-hmm. addresses and it's everything it's all right here mm-hmm. It's also good. I, I've had some interest from people. If you're in a business here in town and you have difficulty attracting young talent to the Rockford market because they don't know the community, this is a nice little swag bag or recruiting tool, too, that there's fun stuff going on here. Or, Bravo. Yeah. So never even thought used of that. That, that was mm-hmm. a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, hunt for vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the peck thing in here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, pamper yourself and just it's a really comprehensive book and when i when i came across the title 100 things to do in rockford before you die i'm like i gotta get in touch i gotta find Tamara. i gotta find out more about this book yeah because this is things that you know we take for granted right and it's all right here and when you look at it in print it's like yeah we do live in a great city we do we forget and um there's just so much like you forget like I mean, I, I'm a big fan of our symphony, but some people may not realize the caliber of the symphony orchestra that we have. And some of our um, museum-type things, our, our children's museum has made a Forbes list of best children's museums. And Starlight Theater was designed by Jeannie Gang, who's an internationally renowned architect. You know, it's it's considered a substantial modern architecture um, building within mm-hmm. Illinois. And our Laurent House is very substantial. You know, there's a lot of good. <laughs> there's a lot of good and a lot of really significant things that we do forget and we should remember. <laughs> so as a uh, architect, uh-huh. a full-time trade, mm-hmm. uh, is the, uh, the the famous homes in here? I think Tinker Swiss is in here. Tinker is in there. And like I mentioned, the Laurent House. Um, the Coronado is standalone for itself, in addition to there being an entry about the symphony that, you know, lives there. Um, and um, Starlight, I believe those are the four significant architectural components. So as, a, as an architect, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Wright's Laurent House, I mm-hmm. mean, is that truly that unique? Yes, because it was designed for someone who was wheelchair bound at a time before there was a whole Americans with Disability Act and before um, accessible type architecture was a thing. So that is extremely significant. And it was a time period that he called his Usonian houses. That was sort of um, the beginning of what we sort of know as sort of open ranch houses. And mm-hmm. But um, so it's significant. And because the Lawrence were the only people that lived there, it has all the original furnishings. So it's which he designed, Frank Lloyd Wright designed most of the furnishings. 
So as an architect, would your next book be 100 Incredible Buildings in Rockford to See <laughs> Before You Die? Because we've got some great architecture We do have a town. lot of good architecture, yes. So do you, I don't know. Do, I'll think do about that. you have that. a sequel at well, all? I was thinking of just like highlighting restaurants because I had to lump <laughs> so many, so many into lists and, you know, so many open and um, there's sure. a lot of great opportunity. So as an author, a mm-hmm. lot of people have that aspiration of mm-hmm. writing a book, and you actually just grabbed it by the horns, and you said, I'm going to make a book, mm-hmm. and you actually created something that mm-hmm. I'm holding in my hand here that had to be very rewarding, but at the same time, a uh, little bit harder than you maybe thought? It's extremely difficult to get published when uh, people that think they want to be writers, uh, because I like to write, I would like to be a novelist at some point, and the publishing industry is a very... It's a different animal if you haven't been involved in it. and But because I attend a lot of um, workshops and um, writing conferences, I had learned about Reedy Press, the publisher that does the 100 Things books. But I still had to, I had to put together my outline. I had to write a few sample chapters. I had to do some research. And then I had to pitch it to him and make sure he was interested. And I had to show him that I thought... There was a market for it and that people in Rockford would be interested in it and that it would have some regional draws. So it's, it's a little challenge, but it was very rewarding. <laughs> it's a lot are, of fun to finish. You are thinking about doing it again, though. You are thinking mm-hmm. of possibly doing another book. Yes. Which is awesome. We're talking to Tamara Gomond of 100 Things to Do in Rockford Before You Die, a great book that very inexpensive. And you can mm-hmm. buy, like you said, Barnes & Noble or even on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, your concept of including it with... Other companies who are looking for employees mm-hmm. or businesses to build in Rockford and such is brilliant. And I'm sure Thank like you. Transform Rockford and stuff like that would have they contacted mm-hmm. you about including the this Transform book? Rockford hasn't. Um, a number of realtors have bought um, books to give to clients at closing and the title companies and that sort of thing. And some corporations have bought some books to give out I, to brilliant. their to what their a staff. Great strategy. And, yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Um I guess I would say best way to get a copy of this is buy it in person or go to Amazon, as you said, right? Um, I Last time I was out at Barnes & Noble, they had just brought in a whole new batch, and it's in the regional travel section of the store, kind of around the corner from the Starbucks in the store. But go to Amazon, too. That's always easy. Just great. So you had a lot of fun building this book, yep, I'm sure. it was a lot of fun. Too, and your family probably saying, when are we going to do this again? What yeah, exactly. Do next? <laughs> and, and the pictures and everything, it's just a, a great read and um, a great I want to say conversation coffee table book mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. If you live in Rockford, this has got to be on your table. Well, it's written to be, like I said, the experiential language that even if you're not really interested in visiting any place, I believe each little chapter is written, written entertainingly enough that it's kind of fun to just read it through. Right. And I love the fact that you included addresses mm-hmm. and uh, phone numbers and such. And so websites. People can mm-hmm. Reach out like, you know yep. what, that sounds interesting. And they could just find that address and go there themselves. Yep. Exactly. Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, can't wait to, to 1,000 things to do in there you go. before you die. That would be the next step <laughs> there maybe you go. as well. So, thank you so much, Tamara. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. All right. 100 things to do in Rockford before you die. Author Tamara Goman. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line. 